nothing too crazy. We don't want it too long, too off topic. It's um, fine. I mean, we can just. That's why I was thinking last of us. I think Vin Diesel should voice Yoshi in the upcoming movie. Um, I, I said what I said. <laughs> wow. So does this mean that Chris Pratt gets to donkey punch uh, Vin Diesel uh, as they're running around in the movie? Because uh, uh, this is what I understand that he does to Yoshi. Yeah, he punches yeah. him in the back of the head. That's totally what he looks yeah. like. No, I disagree. Well, Vin Diesel did do a good job as a group. I will say uh, that. I see what I mean. All right. Well, let's get into it. Fellow gamers, welcome back to the Path to Platinum podcast, where our party gets together sometimes uh, to talk all things gaming. As always... Ahoy, I'm your host, Skeptical Medium, and allow me to introduce my esteemed gamer colleagues, John. Oi, tell John Cena. <laughs> Brian didn't like that. It was loud. Brian. Brian, be lethal. <laughs> Brian, correct, yes. Hi, Brian. Hi. And uh, in a previous life, I used to be a dolphin. Ah, what type of dolphin? Rapist. <laughs> <laughs> The the rapist kind? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris. I'm Chris, the schizoid man, and uh funnily enough, I have never been in the Olympics. Oh. I it's unfortunate. <laughs> I would have would have never have guessed it. <laughs> Alrighty, lads. Let's get on. But we've arrived at the update portion of our show, where we go around the horn and ask everyone what they're playing, what they're excited about. John, hit me. All right. So I got two good <laughs> ones for today. Two Platinums, God of War Ragnarok. Let's and give them a plat- Platinum Horizon. Clap? Let's give them a long Platinum, platinum Clap. Yep. Woo! Okay. All right. Yeah. So, definitely a blast playing God of War Ragnarok. Finally having the time to be able to go through it, play it off, beat it. Um, definitely need Brian over here to be able to you know, finish Platinum it. Okay, and we have our first call out for the non-Platinum. Shame. We'll have it Platinum the God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> yeah, Murray, How have you been? Yeah, Chris. Do you like it? Uh, the trailer looks <laughs> Get your ass on it, Chris. All right, and you just got a little... Uh, sneak peek at our segment coming up where we will go in a more more in-depth dive uh into god of war ragnarok yes uh but next up your other platinum yes horizon i was going through my list of games that i still had ps4 files for because somehow they didn't transfer from my ps4 and then i have to like redo all the games horizon being one of those few games that i guess when the forbidden west was about to drop i went back and replayed it so i do have a lot of the story not completed. I just got to a certain point and I was like, all right, that's good enough. And then moved on to Forbidden West. So when I was looking at the trophies, I was like, oh, you're just missing the uh, grazer dummies. I go back into the game and it's like, you're just missing one. A single grazer a dummy. Single dummy. So just teleported to the area and then just knocked it over and then, hey, look, trophy. Platinum. Hey, a <laughs> platinum's a platinum. That's what I say. Bing. And then after this, from what I understand, you went back to God of War the first. Well, yes. the fourth. Or like yeah, six or whatever. Got to war twenty eighteen. So same thing. Loaded it up. Fuck. No save file. Have to start from the beginning. That's um. If I may interrupt you for just a moment. That's that's shit. Sony's got to get that that shit figured out. Yeah, I. 
thought I don't I know did. how that's his fault if he didn't upload it. Feels like user error. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how that's Sony's fault. I did that. I copied it from a USB drive, and I thought I imported it all, but I guess somehow between it being synced to the cloud and whatever was saved on there, only the saved files on the console actually transferred to the USB. And that's the only backup I had. Mm. See, so I feel even, like he doesn't have to. It should just work. Yeah. So even when I go back and like oh, check the the games that are like saved on the cloud for the PS4, it just it's just a list of just other games that I already had. Mm. So it sucks. So I had to replay that from the beginning. Um, missing two trophies right now, which is get all the crows. So I'm at like 43 out of 51, which I cannot find the other damn crows. And then the treasure map. So just missing a couple treasure maps, go to area, find it, dig it, and that's about it. So I'm almost about to platinum that game as well. John's coming in with a big platinum today. I guess we'll have a platinum clap next episode on your platinum that one as well. Yes, sir. But no, going back, like I think Sony has gotten a lot better uh, with their save management. But at the end of the day, Xbox, the Play Anywhere, syncing, cross-platform, so whatever, it they, they are superior on it. You don't have to do anything for it. You just pull I, up the game, yeah. any console, cloud Sync, streaming, done. whatever you're um, doing, and it I, just works. That is a negative part where, you know, on PlayStation, it does consider the game. There's two separate ones. If there's a PS5 version and then a PS4 version, yep. like, yes, I know it is a different console. They consider it a different game, but it, in essence, it's the same game. I feel like, yeah, I feel like them updating... And it's not like there's even different trophies. It's the same exact yeah. trophies between all of them. Like they're just so. re like updating the game. I don't think that's your fault having to go back and replay it if you want to get the benefits of playing it at a yeah. higher so FPS or whatever. Likewise, you know, with games like Ghost of Tsushima and just other long titles, I just don't want to, you know, put in the energy to have to go through all that because <laughs> Ghost of, of War, Tsushima is a big. If you one. want to get all the Valkyries, you know, you have to level up a bit for that, and you have to spend some time and get the gear. So likewise, you know, in Ghost, you have to go do all the shrines, you have to go to the temples and the fox. It's so much. Tsushima's so, wild. It's a great game, and I love it. I just having to think about having to do all that so I can do the other trophies is just like I don't want to do this. I just want to play, you know, a shooter or something, not think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And then uh, you said you were playing some disco. I did so go just back. a quick shout out for disco hey, since God of War's taking over out. the. Still a pen in it because we get to we'll come back around because yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I've been putting in some time too. But Ooh. I'm glad I'm glad to know been playing around. So we're getting yeah. back. We're getting back. Getting back into it, yes sir. Lastly, there and then just uh, Final Fantasy IX on the Switch. Just been playing it, having some fun. At home, on the flight, just whenever I'm bored, I pick it up, play a bit, and I think I'm, you know, have a bad habit of just like smashing the X button to, to skip the dialogue <laughs> in general, and so I just like oftentimes just end up like not knowing where to go because there's no like quest log, it's just there. Yeah, <laughs> so that's just uh, running around trying to, to play these games. It's <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? Like, where do I go? Can I talk to someone? No, you can't. It's just that's it, bro. And eventually, you just roam somewhere, and it's not what you're doing. And then you go back and you're like, okay, is this part of the quest or not? And then just pick up random characters to follow you. Yeah, ever since I like started replaying The Witcher so many times and I like knew the dialogue in some places, I started skipping dialogue a lot more often. And now it's like a habit, which I don't like because I like listening to dialogue. I think that's what really draws me into a world, like Mass Effect. But yeah, I uh, I tend to do that as well. But we move on to Brian. Mm. What are you mm. playing? What are you excited about, buddy? Mm. Uh, currently, I've been playing Diablo 2 Resurrected, and I've uh, recently just received my copy of uh, Marvel Midnight Suns, which oh. has really set its claws in. 
Marvel Friendship Simulator. Mar- <laughs> Did you say it was a dating simulator earlier? Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it's a really um, heavy based on, you know, your choices you make and, you know, friendships and these bonds you make for the people you go out on these missions with. Um, I've mentioned it before. I'm a big fan of uh, XCOM, which is your tactical strategy. Right. I feel that they've nailed this. It just took me a minute to see how it was preparing me for that. But now that I'm able to free roam, I've, I've just now beat the tutorial. So now I can kind of free roam uh, the mansion where I'm at and select certain missions I want to go to. So now I'm seeing how it's coming together. Let me ask you this. For XCOM, you're on a ship and you have these cargo bays. And these cargo bays uh, signify if you're working your squad mates out or training right. or, you know, all these other things. So from what I've seen online about the game, I hear like the tactical strategy combat part is really, really good. Oh, yeah. But I also hear that the rest of it is... Animation, everything else. Uh, <gasps> a bit rough. It has been polished a little bit more. But it's. I feel like I took uh, my character from 2K, my NBA 2K character, and put him into <laughs> the Marvel Universe. What was the last 2K you played? Uh, 2K22. Oh, wow. Yeah. It just imported him over. It's just what it feels like, um, you know, when so, they speak. It doesn't really line up, but so I'm basic- looking past that because I enjoy the tactical card game strategy. You're basically thing. playing Persona. I love Persona. Uh, Don't Persona, Persona is Persona's awesome. Good name. <laughs> um, not as in depth as Persona that I've seen yet. You've had some experience in this as well. Yeah, first, and so. you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and jump in because yeah. you know I was going to be sharing. I've also been playing Midnight Suns. Um, yeah, it it is not the most graphically advanced game can accept that uh dialogue interactions a little flat and basic but in very much a comic book way like it's not right. the best comics it's just it's average and just to clear the air like the i'm story. okay if a game isn't and i'm sure you are as well or most of us are if it's not graphically like you know stunning. oh yeah, yeah. i'm oh, okay yeah. that the gameplay's good and that's where this is like it's, some games have nothing but that going on and in that case like you have to nail it this is not one of those games um you know it's kind of generic so you've got your baddie that you're going against that, that comes up, uh, you get oh, yeah. resurrected because you okay. ha- your character has uh, fought this person way yeah. back, and then you You've already fallen in war, yeah. and so you you get resurrected to come back and then fight again, and you get to create your character on it. Um, but yeah, you you spend a lot of time just around the base, yep, talking with your teammates, yep. It, it is Marvel dating simulator. Like <laughs> you have to have conversations. You invite them to go do different things, Training. whether it's fishing yeah, or picking mushrooms. The other day, uh, oh, dude, fight with Blade. I've really enjoyed. Different characters enjoy different activities more, and it does fall a little in line with what you would expect that character to enjoy. Mm. Okay, um, kind of deal. You can buy gifts for uh, gifts. the people. Oh, so this is a to them on your <laughs> dates. <laughs> <laughs> but as you boost uh, your friendship. Then you also unlock uh, new abilities and uh, bonuses for everybody. So you definitely get a return yeah. on your investment. Oh, yeah. Um, Plenty the, of customization, so which is yeah, the, one thing them, I was really yeah. excited about is all the customization. I actually went out. Uh, you find these spots where you can go and hang out with a specific person to get to know them better. And uh, wow. yeah. on the way to that, I just picked up this <laughs> empty-ass picture frame. And it turns out that can be a gift. So I went out with uh, was it Liliana Magic is her name? Yes. And then uh, I was we were talking, having this deep conversation about birds, and I'm like, here's this empty ass picture frame. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I love it. And I'm like, oh, great. 
some eighteen-year-old uh, aged root beer. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, That's amazing. Nasty. Um, but here you go. But but yeah, so you, you put a, a lot of time in there. Um, the actual combat, yes, agree. Oh, I love a it. lot of fun, especially as you yeah. get new abilities and you upgrade your cards. Yep. Uh, it you really have to learn how important environmental interactions yes. are. That makes a huge difference. You can knock people off of ledges into mm-hmm. little holes. And That's stuff. where you, you see the XCOM holes come to knock in, stuff in. So, which is and I you love. really have to learn how to use the level for it. That genre. My like my biggest criticism on it is a little bit with the day night cycle. Like you, you start a day, you wake up, uh, you can explore the grounds, you can do the little friendship stuff, uh, and you know, a handful of things you do until you go on a mission, but you do one mission. There, yeah. there are these things called hero ops where you can send a hero off to do their own thing and they're not available and you get bonuses. Oh yeah. Which Assassin's cool. Creed uh, and had you get, those. Yep. And you get there. Once the tutorial was over, it was, more. I was like, I, I knew exactly where it was going with it because it just screamed XCOM. And that's what I wanted out of it anyways because I love XCOM. And it was just like, okay, now I see how they are building this instead of like having um, just a side panel of a ship where these different rooms that you got to upgrade and stuff right. like that. It's the, so good. The, the rough thing is you, like, you do one mission and then you're back at the base and it's nighttime and you can do some things to wrap up, but then it's you have limited. to go to bed and then start a new day yeah. to be able to yeah. go. What I, what I would really like to see, like I, I get story-wise of not letting you do multiple missions because it's like, hey, these people are doing that mission today, so you can't do multiple. But I'd like it if like I could do multiple missions, but say like I take these three characters on this mission. Okay, come back. Like I can't take them on a mission, but recently I, like, take went out other with yeah. people and do to be able to do more missions and do a little bit more farming. It opens up more. That uh, I would, well, they have a way that that would be a, a thing I would like to see to make it a little better. But I I have sunk a, a decent amount of time, and I am thoroughly enjoying. It's great. Yes, the things that people talk about, like not looking great, dialogue a little flat. Totally like agree. Um, but it it is some fun gameplay, a really rewarding yeah, loop. If, I'm I'm really enjoying it. If that's what you're going for, uh, as far as uh, you know, character models and graphics and all that, aesthetics of everything. Well, I would say the aesthetics they're pretty good. Um, don't play it. And and I don't know if I'd really say pay full price for this game. Like, yeah, also, like, I did not pay full price. Buy, for this buying game. it on sale was great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So buy it on sale. Yeah. So, and uh, like it, it's a good strategy game mid simulator. Cool, cool, cool. Mid sa- dating simulator. Yep, mid dating simulator. <laughs> okay, and um, Diablo two. I actually hopped in for a few Diablo two games with what? you. Let Chris take Diablo two portion. Oh yeah, throw me the one that I've played less of. <laughs> that one works out well. So yes, uh, I I did pick up Diablo two Resurrected. I had talked about. Uh, on a recent episode, uh, quote unquote recent, it's been a while since we actually recorded that one, that I was playing Diablo 3 and it decided not to get to, uh, even when it was on sale. Uh, I broke down and got to because. Yeah, Brian convinced all I of feel us. Like even I feel like I wanted to jump in. Yeah, because yeah, it was nice revisit. Brian, well, Brian picked up the you know, the bundle with two and three. Yeah, it, it looks like, no it, you know, better than two, Diablo 3. I'll jump though. in. We can run in a little bit uh, to prepare Had you for even it. seen it when it originally came out, you would not be saying that because it looks a hell of a lot better. Maybe better than it did. But it looks a lot yeah, better yeah, than it yeah, did, but it still looks dated. It's playable. It, it, it definitely does still look dated. dated. That's yes. the thing. Like it, it got yes. a fresh coat of paint, but it, there is no change to how it feels. It, it does feel a little stiff. Interesting, uh, especially coming like after playing a ton of three, like inventory management, oh, things yeah. like that. It's just like <laughs> see, what little I played a three, I played three on the Xbox, um, and then when I 
sold my fourth or fifth Xbox. <laughs> I decided to. Brian went through Xbox. It was left and right. <laughs> left yeah. and right, man. Like every other week, he'd have a you new get an Xbox. Xbox. You get an Xbox. Yeah, and then he'd be like, eh, I don't want an Xbox. <laughs> hey, and then he'd sell it. You but get then an he... Xbox. <laughs> but then it's all on my week. TV. So. You sold yeah, your Xbox. Going back again. through, uh, I don't have one. <laughs> uh, well, my TV. Your TV has the Xbox. Uh, it's essentially got like its own little uh, hub area that looks like the uh, UI for an Xbox. It's like it's the Game Pass app, right? Yep. Yeah, but it 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 follows closely in line with what the Xbox UI looks like. So you get yeah, the yeah. sense of I've, I've played Xbox. it before. It's it's a really um, cool concept. But I, I'm stoked for Diablo Four, so I wanted to go through two and three. Uh, being that I played little of three, I haven't played any of two really. And then uh, now I've really enjoyed it. Uh, that's good. I'm very excited for you to jump into three, and that's all running around. Like, yeah, I'm pretty excited about especially times and yeah, unlimited inventory. I believe is what I'm hearing. Not so, unlimited. Not unlimited. Not unlimited, okay. but more than drastically <laughs> better okay. than Diablo two. I'm looking forward to. It. That's why I'm trying to rush uh, through this shit. Yeah, because it's like you can hold a certain number of items, not that you know bullshit old school grid thing where it's like, oh, I'm picking up a weapon. It takes up like eight yeah. squares in my inventory. <laughs> I am encumbered. Eight, eight out of my I third. I am encumbered. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's pretty classic RPG. Like, there's a ton of older games that had that type of setup. Really made you f- you know focus on what I'm carrying, not carrying a ton of stuff. Like Diablo three, as you max everything out, you're just a mule and carry tons of shit around. It's, Love it. That's phenomenal. amazing. That's amazing. And then the last of a show. I personally haven't watched the first episode. I don't think Chris or John have either. But, no, but too Brian. cheap for HBO Max right now. Yeah. It's very uh, interesting because I remember previously saying in a couple episodes, one or, well, this isn't like a couple. Previously. 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 Yeah, previous on. episodes. Previous. <laughs> uh, I mentioned that I wasn't interested, but since I do have uh, HBO Max, I was like, oh, I'll check it out. And I, I enjoyed it, but it didn't feel necessary for this episode because, you know, it was verbatim line for line when certain things happen that they would immediately go right off of what they were this is a super interesting conversation because the idea is that like for for a hundred years um basically studios have been stealing ip from the game not stealing studios have been using game ips to make shows but then they make their own new take on it and everyone gets pissed uh but i've also heard that the first episode like really the it was enjoyable um but i found myself saying like I know what's going to happen. Yeah. This is <laughs> one of those that, like, of all games to do it with, like, The Last of Us, it's we've talked about it before. Experience. That intro, that opening yes. level and everything yeah. in the game is fucking perfect. In both. Like, yeah. there was there, there no in the game reason to change. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, 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 I haven't watched it. I, I think that's the right call to start it the right, the same way, and then maybe branch. That's what I was going to say. So now I'm, I'm, semi-invested into it because I kind of want to see where it's going to go because there's other aspects of the game that they didn't really delve into much. Yeah. Uh, like uh, his brother's relationship with this guy who helps get you guns. I believe that's Bill. Bill Ted. I can't remember what the... That's <laughs> Bill, a, Bill, Bill Ted, Ted right? Yeah, Bill, Bill Ted. Excellent <laughs> adventure. But uh, they'll go into that relationship. The more behind-the-scenes things that you didn't see in the game that mm. they kind of maybe left a, a letter out to read. But, but yeah. I'll, uh, I'll for sure watch it. Uh, I'm trying to decide whether I should. I've played like the first few hours of Last of Us. I haven't beat it yet, so I'm just yeah. trying to decide whether I'm gonna beat that first or um, watch the show first. Because if I haven't played it, I won't know what's gonna happen. So maybe that's better, more cinematic experience, perhaps. I enjoyed playing it better okay. personally. Fair enough, uh, Chris. We kind of already talked about Diablo 2 and Midnight Suns, but 
PSVR. Too. Yeah, I, as I say, yeah. As far as things I've been playing, yeah, Diablo Two, uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns. I've just been wanting to be like my hero, Brian, over there. Yeah, <laughs> all the same stuff. Um, I did also load up and run through the uh, very beginning of High on Life, which I know you've been playing as well. So I'll, I'll leave you to get into no, that. No, let's, in let's hop uh, into it now. Let's hop into it. It's totally fine because uh, yeah. As far as upcoming ones, like I, I did break down. Uh, I was on the fence about PSVR Two. I have uh, the PSVR. You know, I played it quite a bit. I, I really enjoyed it, but it was it one me. of those I couldn't play it for really long extended periods. And it was only if I was playing it regularly that I wouldn't get a little nauseous playing more than about 40 minutes to an hour. So I had to regularly do it, and I just wasn't playing it a ton. And realized, like, shit, why do I want to invest the money in something if I'm not going to play it a ton? But I was excited. Like I, I was still kept looking at it, the, you know, the enhanced uh, you know, uh, field of vision, the higher resolution the eye tracking, the better controllers were a huge thing, like using the move controllers from a PS3. That was just a big limitation yeah. to the last PSVR. Um, but it was like, all right, I'm kind of excited. I'm, I'm not going to just jump on and pre-order this thing. Uh, fortunately, Sony saved my ass by announcing that free upgrade for VR for Gran Turismo. Uh, mm-hmm. And Amy had gotten really into Forza and then Gran Turismo. And as soon as she saw that it was going to get a VR, suddenly she was also interested. And hey, if we're both kind of interested, then fuck it. I'm pulling the trigger. Immediately you said, yes. let's get that thing at launch uh, on the outside chance that it just blows up. It's a giant popular and uh, everybody's trying to get a hold of one. Uh, I did also go ahead. Um, they had some games discounted for the holidays that were getting a VR treatment for free. Uh, so I went ahead and downloaded Pistol Whip. I uh, don't know if you guys have looked at much into it. Pistol Whip. Pistol Whip. 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 Uh, so it is... So it's first-person uh, dual pistol run-and-gun shooter uh, to kind of a techno music soundtrack. And it's right up your get alley. bonuses by shooting in time with oh, the music. Oh, I love, I love that. Uh, and it's so. this uh, – it's not a, a hyper-realistic. It's almost like kind of an 80s arcade Tronish look as far as the graphics and all. Like, it, it looks like it's going to be a, a, a trip. I know people have played it already because you can play it with a controller. I'm just going to wait for VR and get the full exci- uh, treatment on it. Um, had considered getting, uh, you know, a couple others for it, but we'll kind of see. Um, the other game, though, that is on my radar that's coming up, uh, it is uh, going to be the new Star Trek, Star Trek Resurgence. Okay. Don't know if anybody's really looked into it. It is uh, kind of a, kind of in the spirit of like a telltale game. Uh, it's going to be one you okay. come up, you make decisions. It's a real narrative-driven game. Uh, and that's the type of thing that just, you know, as a Star I Trek nerd, uh, I'm really excited because that is what Star Trek is. Star Trek is not this big action combat thing, whatever the fuck you think J.J. Abrams. <laughs> it is a narrative-driven experience. Uh, and so I, I'm really excited for that one. Uh, that's going to be coming around a little bit later. I think it's in April okay. that we're getting a launch. Uh, I originally thought that was only going to be on PC, but it uh, turns out it is also coming to PlayStation, so... I am excited. Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. All right. And I will take it away with first high on life so we can talk a little bit about that. I very much enjoyed it. Did, uh, you, complete, did you beat it? No, no. Oh, okay. I've only put like probably 10-ish hours into it. Probably like. Eh, probably like six. Probably like four. I'm, I'm, okay, so I'm probably right around where yeah, you're at. Yeah, maybe even less. I've done. Beat the first boss. I beat the. I actually did it not in order. I. You know how the, Interesting. the second and the third boss unlock at the same time and you have to pick one mm-hmm. to pursue the bounty? I picked the third bad idea (laughs) don't don't do that the boss of like the other people in the party at the time while i was playing who had beat that boss were like you really needed that weapon that you would have gotten from that (laughs) yeah 
yeah, from the first boss. But yeah, it was it's so fun. I love that the uh, pistol that you get at the beginning has the Morty voice because I love the Morty voice. It's pretty pretty standard and cool. <laughs> I wish the knife talked more. Been a little underwhelmed with how much the knife is talking because the knife was kind of that first mission where you go get a weapon. Right. It sounded cool. It had an Australian accent and stuff. Aggressive. Yeah, yeah. but like it kind of quiets down after mm. after the first uh, first boss. But yeah. After that, I've gone back and have been working through getting the platinum on Arkham Asylum. So nice. much shit, dude. Wonderful, wonderful game. Oh, it's a beautiful game, and the story's so good, and I'm super excited to move on to the next ones and try to get the platinums for those, but there's wow. like 250 Riddler fucking trophies, <laughs> oh, man. And, and like, you're talking about Asylum. It gets nothing but worse. Yeah, but, and that's uh, what it, I'm saying. It is weird to go back from the newer games and then play Asylum, because suddenly it's like, oh, it's so much more close quarters. Like it's claustrophobic you, forget, like, to a certain degree. My God, like that's why City was so amazing of having this big area to explore, but... Yeah, it, it changes the gameplay, so it's it's very fun. But at the same time, it feels a little more curated. Mm. I feel like like every hidden room has like right. a secret or a marking or something like that. So I've been very much enjoying that. Um, I'm excited to finish it, but it's so much. So I took a little bit of a little bit of a break from it. Next up, I'm very excited about Hogwarts Legacy. Ah, uh, as am I, Simon Pegg. This we just in Simon Pegg being in, and I my interest <laughs> has grown a lot. That's good. Hogwarts. <laughs> That's good. I um again, I'm I'm like skeptically excited about it because, but like it seems like they're really putting the effort in and putting in all the, like the character customization just based on that. It's like okay, like this is like competing with like cyberpunk character customization, even like perhaps greater. Hopefully, it's not. Uh, and I, yeah, I, I try to avoid going with some of like the, the deluxe edition things if I don't have to. But uh, I'm not gonna lie, I, I, I'm very tempted by a dark arts pack. So. Yes, yeah, perhaps that'll be the move. I am, uh, I am excited about that. Hopefully, it lives up to it. I hope so. It's, it's coming out soon. It's delayed on old gen, coming out in February for yep. um, next gen consoles or current gen consoles. I guess, I guess at this point, it's like but. the tenth or so, we're getting. Really close. Yeah, very, very oh, close. Yes. I'm very excited to play it. On the 10th, if you pre-order it, you get it early, I believe. Ooh. Like two or three days early. Oh, that's uh, actually pretty hype. I um, played the d- demo for Spoken. Has anyone else played that demo? Also I have. played. And you just raised your hand. Wrong yeah, bro. <laughs> well, Come on, man. Well, y'all can <laughs> see me, damn it. Um, but yeah, I was very underwhelmed. Feelings, Chris and Brian? Uh, same. Yeah. Um, just whelmed just didn't play well and i know that they said they were going to be putting some patches out for it but um it is just a demo so yeah. like i didn't expect too much but right now i think uh, i'll save my 70 bucks personally oh i totally agree not a full price game by any means and, and as far as a demo like it feels more like a tech demo like i didn't yeah care like you, you, a demo can easily make me care about a character Outriders. enough to want to explore like this was just oh okay this i spent is... i farmed the outriders demo for hours for weapons that i could use when the game came out but like this i was just like what is going on i didn't really understand the systems i think there were too many spells unlocked because it's like there's not a lot of gameplay for you like there's not a lot of combat for you to really test out your spells and like make different builds and i was like there's four schools of magic. I have six spells in each, and like all of them feel super weak. Well, and you also learn that like you know you use a spell, and that one's on cooldown, but you can use a different spell. So it's like okay, well I can kind of mess around with those. The traversal they don't really talk about, but like as you play around, you realize like oh there is some fancy traversal, and I there's can get some around. good traversal. So it's like, 
cool, but again, it feels like a soulless tech demo. Like, exactly. I, I just didn't give a shit about what was happening. I really did like the traversal, actually. Now that you mentioned that, I should have said that. Yeah, the traversal cool. felt really good, like hopping up and like super going down super quick and hopping up again. Like I enjoyed that aspect of it, but again, like you said, it wasn't that I was playing a game that I was enjoying. It's, I was enjoying a very specific mechanic, and that was right. all it was. Next up, I uh, feel inclined to mention that I also platinum got a War Ragnarok. I did it quite hey. a while. I mean, we can do the clap. <laughs> yeah. um, I uh, also did it a while ago, though. I, I actually <laughs> played it in about... Um, I just realized what you said. I played it in about uh, 55 hours out of the first, probably 65 that it was out. Um, I took. I had to take a nap towards the end, like a five, six-hour nap, and then... <laughs> woke up to finish it finish it out and get the platinum what a game Jeez. we'll uh, delve deeper in our next segment coming up here but what a game and finally i'd like to a quick honorable mention to the comeback of an old friend among us yes uh we've been we've been doing some some big among us we've gotten a big group of friends together we play among us so we try to play it every every week every sunday but yeah where we've been getting a lot of people on seven to ten people getting those double uh double imposter rounds and you know there's a new mode, hide and seek, which is seems cool. There's all the the different ones, the different roles you can add. But yeah, Among Us is more more about the the experience of playing it with friends and with people than the actual gameplay. So it's uh, it's been a blast to kind of get into that with people. But yeah, Not into the hyper realistic graphics of Among Us. Yeah, dude, the fucking sixty right. FPS four K patch. It's got some ray tracing going on. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that wraps up the uh, update segment, and we will see you in the God of War segment. Welcome to the Path segment, where we have a special takeover by a game that we all should have platinumed, but Chris is weird and Brian's slow. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, but John and I have. Brian's he just beat it, so he's played most of it. Credit where credit's due, I guess. But he's known about this for a while and he needed platinum it, so a quick shame. Like shame. But we are going to go into a deep dive of the... Very deep. Multiple game award winning God of War Ragnarok. Dun, 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 dun. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, who's going off on the twenty-minute uh, Christopher Judge, uh, you know, uh, thank you speech? Hey, man. It was he was he was doing it for the gamers. He was trying to give off, uh, give out uh, Steam decks. That's what all I, what I absolutely love, like, because I said the one thing that I can basically share since I haven't played this game. What I loved <laughs> about his speech, like, is that when you know they start to play him off, and then he feeds it because they're playing the fucking God of War soundtrack and it's epic. So it's not this like, Oh, fuck off. Yeah, it's and do your thing. Like Jeopardy like, music. It's like, rising. Yeah, and then it's as like, they start to try and raise the volume, saying, like, All right, yeah, it's <laughs> this volume rising as he's speaking. So it's he's feeding off of it. Boy, he's going to be here. And he keeps getting louder night. and louder and louder. Um, I was like, let's go. But yeah, like it, it went from being, man, this is getting a little long to like, this is fucking epic. Go for it, man. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was phenomenal. It was cool. And, anyway, uh, yeah, back to it. And Jeff Keeley roasted him like multiple times. It was crazy. But anyway, we have um, five categories. We are gonna go into combat, narrative, character development, like from the first game, or um, basically expectations versus reality about the first game. Basically, the differences between the games. 
boss design, which was a huge step up. And uh, finally, secrets and secret bosses, because a few people here don't know about those, so it's going to be fun to... All the secrets. All of the secrets. So the stuff that didn't have achievements, it didn't have trophies, it was just in the game for you to find. And I doubt Brian's found most of it either, because you you stopped pretty close to the end, no? Yeah, you know, responsibilities and shit. Nah, you were playing Diablo 2, don't give me that shit. (laughs) Responsibility maintaining friendships in Midnight Don't give me that shit, don't give me that shit. (laughs) But anyway, let's get into, first off, combat. So we have a few things to talk about. The spear, of course. An awesome Amazing. addition to the he God of War. great when uh, he first gets it, and he's like, this is what I trained with. And I was like, oh, he's going to fucking be. It, it was, was his first weapon it. is a spear. And you're like, oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was in one of the older games. I think it was like Ascension or one of the, I, I don't know if it was one of the mainline entries, but it was in one of the older games. He had a spear and a shield combo. Um, that he got maybe it was his origin story actually now that i say that but we got a new spear there was a dope mission with brock what? i mean we're already talking, it? we're wrong? already we're already talking about the spear we didn't spoiler alert i did you did did I you say it nice oh cool well over while you were talking you've been warned i guess <laughs> <laughs> you've been spoiled but uh, the spear, we get it in a uh, really cool mission with Brock. Basically, you go into this uh, underwater cave thing. It was awesome, and um, it was a great yeah, character like, develop- yeah. development moment with him. But what was your f- favorite weapon, John, in the in the new game? <sighs> what did you find yourself using the most often? And it's coming around to you next, Brian. Oh, Honestly, I, I use the axe a lot. Yeah? Um, even going back to the first game... And I found like uh, a lot of appreciation for some of the moves, especially like pausing and then continuing. Yeah. And then getting those. Essentially, when you get the timing right, you just it's nonstop, and you just continue to hit and hit and hit and hit. And so uh, I love that. Didn't really find that as much with the blades, mm-hmm. although the blades were definitely very fun to play with as well, especially like if you have like a lot of enemies around you surrounding you. And honestly, I kept the very first. Um, and the you know like moves that you get for each of the weapons the runic attacks the runic attacks yeah um for both the second and the first one i just like used that one from the very beginning and then i just really used to it and the timing and what to do with it so you and just kept with it i just kept with it and being able to interrupt enemy attacks oh, and man. then knowing that like, oh is that the one where you raise your axe in the air and it like that's yeah, like a skeptical, so, skeptical mediums uh, playthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I saw some of the moves he was doing, I was like, I got to go fucking find that shit. Yeah, it was bad. You enjoy that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so I'm very happy. I'm very happy you watched that video. So I have a I posted one of my uh, I played the game twice once on normal. I always like to start games on normal first because I feel like that's kind of the best yes. balance that the developers kind of tune the game for. But after I beat it on normal, I went back in I, like the next day and I did a um no mercy playthrough, so the Ugh. second hardest difficulty, or the second from the hardest difficulty. In no mercy, I um, cried. No, I enjoyed it very much. <laughs> it, it, it taught Got me a mood. new appreciation because in the first, like in normal, you're no just mood. you kind of get the runic attacks, you get the weapons, and you kind of start mowing things down, which in and of itself I very much enjoyed because I liked the feeling, feeling of, of becoming the god of war by the end of the game, where you were just mowing down ads. Which I felt was, I felt like was missing from No Mercy, but the boss fights were a lot more satisfying in No Mercy. I felt like, and, um, 
it forced me to interact with a lot more of the systems that the developers have put yeah. into the game, like the elemental siphon ability on the on the spear, where you're that able to cool. steal the element uh, element that the enemy deals damage, and it also like the spear starts doing that damage, but you also have a resistance to that damage, which like was super necessary when I was playing mm -hmm. No Mercy because you get like that was one of mine. All the berserkers, yep. yeah. Great time. Now, question I would have to ask. So when it comes to No Mercy difficulty, like is this just raising, you know, lowering health, increasing damage? Are there specific mechanics that change as far as anything you can use and stuff? Just so I know in Give Me God of War, <clears throat> I, I've played a little bit of the first God of War since then, so I don't know if I remember this correctly, but I think on Give Me God of War mode, which is the hardest difficulty, there are added mechanics where the uh, nightmares would like go into the enemy and empower them. Yeah, there's a lot more of those. It's yeah, like you got like powered up enemies, like regular enemies that you know having to spend a lot more time on. Didn't you die from like the first couple ones? Yeah, <laughs> you first absolutely. You basically have to like the enemy heals immediately all the damage you're doing to it, but you have to like stun it and knock the thing that's empowering out of it, kill that annoying flying enemy, and then go back to the enemy that you're actually fighting. But there wasn't a lot of that in No Mercy. No Mercy was mainly just you take a lot more damage. You have to get a lot better at blocking and dodging, which I very much enjoyed because again, I did a. Uh, one of the Berserker runs, when I was done with my No Mercy playthrough, I did a no-hit run, which was awesome. I posted it to YouTube. Um, but, yeah, I sent it to Brian, and it was it was so sick when you kind of know inspiring. Every, every attack the enemy's going to throw at you. You just know it, and you're like, there's nothing you can do that I haven't seen before. I'm going <laughs> to beat you, and it was it was awesome. So I'm, I actually paused playing my No Mercy playthrough once I did that because I was like, all right, now I'm going to do all the Berserkers like that. So yes. they're all taking a lot more time. Especially the ones where there's like several of them. Right. It's way more difficult. The to two do and that. the three, man. Especially the three. Yeah. The three is brutal. I think that's what you stopped at, Brian. What? The three berserkers, like the berserker fight that has three of yeah, them. Yeah, that one's rough. It um, is rough indeed. I've gotten at least uh, the main, well, who I assume to be the main one, down pretty good. But after that, it's still like, it's still, it's tough. I believe in you. <laughs> oh, it'll get done. <laughs> I think you can do it. But yeah, Brian, what was your favorite weapon? What did you find yourself mo using most? You said the spear? I'm really kind of, well, no. Uh, it would definitely be Blades of Chaos. Uh, oh, yeah. It's just something, it's just pure, it's just rage, you know? And that's what I love about it. But I was uh, I was split, in, in all fairness, uh, between the spear as well for those abilities that you had mentioned. The elemental um, siphon was really, that really one, cool. I enjoyed a lot, but... I barely fucked with the axe. I mean, there were some cool things the axe could do, but the Blades of Chaos, uh, like I said, for the nostalgic reason yeah, around it, yeah. being uh, one who loves the original uh, God of War as well, it's I can't leave the Blades. I respect that. Uh, Bound to the Blades. It's funny because I used the axe a lot in my first playthrough. And then I used the spear a lot, like kind of in the levels where I first got it. But I found myself more in the end game and in bosses using the uh, axe. Mm -hmm. But in the, my second playthrough, I very much valued the ability of the blades to like it spreads basically a like a, a trail of fire yeah. that burns enemies. So you can get that damage over time that like does it. It takes for a while. Nice. And then you switch like to the axe and start, you know, yeah. wailing on them that way. What type of uh, build would you run? Uh, I ran the one that... Um, I actually ran a few. I ran Ella, the uh, Realm Shift one in um, in my first playthrough, my normal playthrough, just because I liked the armor very much. And I... Um, Don't for the aesthetics. 
the aesthetics. Fashion is the true end game. Um, <laughs> but I like the uh, armor very much, and it was the realm shift was very useful for dodging, which I did mostly in the normal playthrough. But when I moved on to give me no mercy, I switched to the Lunda's chest piece. Yeah, that would okay. give you the uh, basically when you block and perfect blocks give you more of this. You build up a poison counter on the enemy, and when you fully poison them, they drop level. So it was super yeah. useful during boss fights because you would be able to apply that poison in the middle of the boss fight. They drop a level, they're on your level, the their health bar shrinks, and you can do a lot of damage before they get it back. 2018 had that as far as like on the uh, pommels and then the blades as well. Uh, so the pommel for the axe and then the blade and the handle um, and an artifact where you could weaken the enemy. And that's yeah. what I used to, to fight the queen itself. Yeah. yeah. Knock it down a level per se, and then it just becomes a lot more easier to just you know, hit and kill that and kill the health bar. I I didn't I never beat the original God of War on Gimme God of War, but I also hadn't played a Souls game since then, which the I original? The, not the original I meant. Oh twenty eighteen. Okay. Yeah. Uh but now that I've played some Soulsborne games, Bloodborne mainly, I've like found myself really enjoying the act of like learning every mechanic of the boss and stuff. So I will May say, the good blood guide yeah, you. I will say the that blood guide you. Fear of the old blood out, of, out of habit for, you know, on, on both the games, you know, going back to those optional bosses um, that you go try and hunt down. Mm -hmm. I found myself how much I spam, you know, the X to try and dodge and end up just barrel rolling, which is very bad when, yeah. when some of those like unavoidable attacks and you don't time it right. So I did have to get into the habit of just like pressing it once and just like stop. You dodged mm -hmm. it already. You don't have to go through it full on. Right, I very no much, <laughs> I very much enjoyed the addition of the new shields as well. Because in 2018 yeah, there just, were no shields. It was just that, or if you but, yeah, like, uh, was the one. Which uh, shields did you guys use? I used the Dauntless shield. Yeah, that was like the high risk, high reward one. Yeah, hell yeah, John. No pain, no gain, baby. <laughs> That's how it's done. Remember the fucking name of it, but uh, the one that was uh, good against parries. Yeah, that's the. Dauntless. Is that the one? Yeah, that was a good yeah. one. Yeah, that was where you had to perfectly time it to get, mm -hmm. like, the yeah. the stun. Yeah. That's what I tried to build my um, character, Kratos and Atreus, on the second game around, which is, like, high stun as much as I can, except on the uh, final Berserker I did, Berserker King, I did have to go through the um, and change the armor to do the uh, realm shifts so that I could be able to slow down time and just damage, damage, damage. Because at least for me, that was just some of the timings that I was just missing for whatever reason, and I would, like, read online like strategies for it and i just couldn't do it so i just had to, like all right fucking we'll just do it this way right right i um but yeah personally so i i found myself actually switching between all the weapons pretty equally the axe was my like big damage dealer for bosses and i would basically how i would do it is i would do the runic attacks for that weapon so i'd pull out the axe i'd do both my runic attacks for it and then i'd use it for a bit to use up the uh, permafrost and then I switch to the blades. I do the runic attack with the blades and use it for a bit to use the uh, immolation. So I very much enjoyed the elements. Uh, basically, like when you would you do use the elements a lot more in the second game. Yeah, yeah, yeah you use the elements a lot more, and as well the once you get enough hits without taking damage, you would get that the blades would build up the fire, the axe would build up the ice that you could activate and start dealing more damage and doing those projectile attacks. And I'll actually be mentioning that in the secrets section because there's the secret buff I want to talk about. It's called the Buff of the Nine Realms. Mm -hmm. But one thing I also wanted to kind of uh, bring to light is Atreus. You play as Atreus a good bit in this game. You fight as Atreus a lot of, in this game. How do you guys feel about that? Um, 
I actually uh, was kind of thinking about that, uh, and I felt it was a bit simple. Um, I didn't feel that that rage that I usually feel when I'm playing as Kratos, only in, but in one move, and it's where he's he's taking the bow and he's just like with the hammering it down with the bow. Yep, <laughs> like that was awesome. But other than that, I just kind of felt like, yeah, it's 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 good, and it gets me back to where yeah. I want to be. But yeah. Other than that, it wasn't. It, it didn't like. I wasn't like, oh shit, this motherfucker's whooping ass. Yeah, I, didn't, <laughs> you know? I didn't feel anything special about playing Atreus. It's just like, okay, cool. We're we're like seeing his side of the story, and you know him being the little teenage jerk that he is. But, <laughs> John doesn't like. But Chris. yeah, like when you're playing him, you don't really feel like special. It's like oh, powerful. It, yeah, it's like no different than just smashing, you know, square. On Even the wolf when with uh, felt a little bit bland. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I understand. There's probably I, limitations to what you can do, but. I, I, so with him, especially like towards the end, right? He transforms into other things. Um, the like bear, you know, the bear being the big one. Yeah. You know, why don't we get that ability? You know, it'd right. be cool. Like if we could get it, Unlock and, oh, it. cool, we can get it for like end game stuff. And it's just a stronger version, but rage just goes down faster. Something like um, that. Yeah. You know, they had some, three rages for Kratos. I feel like they so, could have done a bear rage for Atreus, especially after the Valkyrie fight where you do the. Well, Loki's a. He, a shapeshifter. He's, you know, he can. I, there should have been more options. Yeah. Why are you calling him Loki? Are you Odin in disguise? How dare you, you bearded <laughs> bastard! But yes, I, I do feel that his play style was just simplistic. Like Bit slow. Said, there was nothing yeah. really like that made you be like, you know, this is fucking awesome, you know. And I guess more like scenes, you know, like uh, where as Kratos, uh, if it hit, like you know, hit. L3, R3, I can't remember exactly which one it was, yeah. but then he would, like, grab him or beat the fuck out of him. Yeah, I, <laughs> Maybe I he know. could have I was... hit him in the in the, uh, yeah. you know, the sternum with his bow and then, like, I don't strangled know. him with his, you know, the, the, Brian the bow. I don't know, blood. you know, something. I, think... I just felt like the gameplay was a little dry. It was a bit yeah. slow. Like, I would, and it would also happen at times when I would just, like, finished a big mission with Kratos and gotten a fuck ton of XP and unlocked a ton of new abilities and now I want to go use them and then it'd be like, Atreus. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta run around with him yeah. for a little bit. And it was uh, the long Ironwood, man. That Ironwood section was so long. I wish they had split it up into two, almost. I kind of get that it happened like at the you same time. Been, like a, 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 not a flashback, but just like a, a change in scenes back to Kratos. Uh, for a bit. Trying to find something, yeah. Yeah, and then I... go back to Atreus, but the Ironwood section was so long. But I enjoyed it because there was the boss fight yeah. against the think... Gryla, I believe her name is, the yeah. Ingrabota's grandmother, and yeah. there was the um, that scene when when they play, uh, I think it's called The Sun's Path is the song by Bear McCreary and the um, Atreus. Blood Upon the sm- Snow. A Sun's Path oh. is the one I'm talking about. It, uh, It's the Atreus oh. theme, basically. Hmm. Oh. Um, and he, like, turns into the wolf while he's racing Angraboda. Yeah, that sounds... was a cool-ass scene. That was a dope-ass scene. <laughs> so, you know, a part of that in, in, like, the narrative itself and, like, both the games, you know, we see a lot of, oh, yeah, boy, you're part god. And, you know, you find out <laughs> later he's part giant slash mortal, whatever. Right. He's all of them. But, he's a mutt. Yeah, he is. Yeah, but <laughs> he, they, they focus a lot on, you know, the giant thing. And I get it. That's, like, part of the, the story in itself. But, you know, kind of what you're saying about, like, the rage in itself. We don't see anything God, like, from his father's yeah. side where, you know, I guess. But he's also trying to find that control. Yeah, so you know, I guess him shape-shifting into the the wolf is, like, his like, rage mode and stuff like that. But if that's a, just a normal ability that he's just going to be able to do at any given time, then... Is right. it really, you know, his rage mode, right. know, being the son of the god of war, or 
Oh, so you were saying you wish you would have seen a little bit more of Kratos and Atreus during yeah, the rage just, time. Just something where, you know, because in the, in the first one, when he is, you know, gets angry and he's, you know, fighting Balder or um, yeah. the other two uh, sons of Thor, you can see him, you know, flame up, literally. Yeah, yeah. You saw him <laughs> so, do the same so, animation as Kratos yeah. where he put his so arms to I, the side. I don't know. I was expecting kind of similarly where, like, you get maybe a little bit extra strength, maybe some hand-to-hand combat because we don't really see that too much from Atreus other than just, like, him just choking a river with, with a bow i loved um, when he walked up to the chest the first time and like uh, yeah, tried to like do the kratos like, animation where he punches it and then he hits his hand he's like ah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts doing it with the bow from that point on that was such a sweet moment and i liked um oh i guess we'll get into that actually narrative let's talk about narrative um narrative yeah brilliant i would i loved the God of War narrative. Any any thoughts overall? And then we'll dive into a few things I want to talk about more deeply. My only thing that I kept thinking about was the damn marbles. Mm. So I know like towards the end of the game and it's Brian. Sorry. Spoilers. Do you care? No. All right. <laughs> no, he should have. So we know that, right, the souls of the giants are in Jesus. the marbles. And then we see him essentially put one in the snake Jorgamonder, which later you know that whole thing such you know, a cool scene i knew exactly what was going but, on dude i don't know i was expecting a bit more of that you know the whole like army just felt like five people the marble mechanics yeah like okay you got one marble down you need to build this giant army to fight you know odin and asgard and we just see you know sir in the background and you see like yeah. five of your friends and one of them's pissed off at you and that was it i was like that's not really the army I was expecting, I was expecting like full on quote unquote giants yeah, coming, you know, to, to kick ass and same for Asgard. I didn't really feel like a whole lot of, let me challenge that. Cause I agree. I wish there was a bigger war. Like I, but I think that's also the moment when you remember the scene when Kratos and Odin were talking and Odin said like, do you know what it's like to be worship for people to pray to you? Like you don't yeah. know what it's like to be a God. You're just like, you're a killer. Your strong guy like but i think that's the moment where he was like no like that's the moment where they averted ragnarok so to speak because well, yeah, everything yeah. was going according to ragnarok's the, prophecy up until then well, yeah, i think the the exact moment where you know he's saying you know atreus is saying oh there's people suffering you know the people from midgard that was brought to asgard and you know, he's saying close your heart to it and then that's when kratos immediately was like oh this is the nature part where you know yeah. it's obvious if you're a killer you're just gonna go kill and then you know nothing's gonna change open your heart to yeah, it. and he says open your heart that i feel like that's the exact moment where things shift yeah and that's and he aspect. like and also to the point you know he doesn't kill thor Oh, beautiful! So beautiful you know, scene. he tells him, you we know, must be better. Yeah, we must be better. So, because uh, otherwise, you know, he would have just like chopped his head. Oh, yeah, Thor like, was done for. Fuck off, bro. <laughs> Thor was done for. It was also interesting. I saw this on YouTube a while later. Um, the Thor cut never heals throughout the game. No. Anyone wonder why? Because he's a G. Because <laughs> in the first game, you throw your axe in the lake, and Jormungandr swallows it. And then he spits it back out. And when you get it back, it says your axe was imbued with the venom of the world serpent or something like that. Okay, um, that's a nice. That was fucking sick. Right there, that yeah. was fucking sick to see because so it was like just has like an open wound the whole time. <laughs> I was wondering about that. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah was, I was wondering about it, it like too. The time that has like passed been like that short into it. Like he's a god, he can just heal whatever the fuck he wants to. But I was, know, I don't know how I feel about this, but I was interested about their portrayal of Asgard 
like we've seen it in Marvel done like this huge city with gold everywhere and yeah. royal and so this was like New Asgard be kind of similar to what we saw. It was exactly like New Asgard. It was like a bunch of huts and, and huts and shacks and and like little homes yeah. and uh, like a, 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 a pub a bar. <laughs> um and like Odin lived in a like a grand lodge looking home from like Assassin's Creed Valhalla or something like that, and it was like super minimalist. <laughs> for I thought we would get to explore a Asgard a lot more than just like I thought so too. Story and uh, Jotunheim as well. They really limited on that. Like when they said you can explore all nine realms, Jotun or uh, yeah, it's Jot- just like yeah, you explore it because you were there for the story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Jotunheim's exploration happened in the context of the story mostly. Yeah. If you travel back, it's just like a hub area basically. You can't really branch out into any of the areas and Asgard you can't even go back to cuz gets destroyed at the end. But all of that was was excellent. I thought uh, Atreus's development over the game I feel like it was a, there was a bit of a disconnect because I feel like at the end of the last game they were in a way better spot than at the beginning of this game, but at the same time I can headcanon it by saying that he kind of grew well, while he was growing up. He was like, okay, like I have these thoughts I want to do. Yeah, that's it's the whole thing, right? Where kind of going back to Freya trying to control Boulder, same way, you know, same intent bad execution yeah. in a way and you know kratos is not one with words as it is kratos raising him as he was raised right like back in sparta you do as i say or else you know you're killed essentially right. you know you're gonna go off and die or you know we're gonna kick you out type of thing obviously he's not gonna do that because he's a son and you know really cares for him but likewise it's <laughs> interesting to see right because he's having to to raise his son essentially all on his own from him being like, how old is he in like first one, like seven? Yeah, something, like seven something eight. young. Yeah, well, and and you know, quotation marks because they're gods, so we don't yeah. know what their time timeline looks like. So and him being annoyed. <laughs> yeah, I um, like I was just expecting him to just like backhand slap him a couple of times. <laughs> right, right. I like yeah. Atreus at certain points was like, how could you act like this? Like Kratos is really trying here, buddy. Like he's, yeah. he's, he's putting his heart out there. He's going out on a limb. And then Atreus is just like, Oh, he just doesn't yeah, understand. I, He'll call me a liar. It's like, because you lied. <laughs> it goes back to the whole teenager thing. Right. And I yeah. think that's why a lot of people are annoyed at it because any teenager would do the exact same thing. Lie. It's good writing though. You know, I, I will say kudos to the uh, voice actor. His name is, um, I can't remember. Sonny Soljic, I think. Yeah. Because even in the first game, there are moments where, you know, he might say like a quip or a remark to Kratos and he like genuinely sounds annoyed yeah. at Kratos. He does a great job. You know, or upset or he's happy. And, you know, for him, like how old was he when he was recording? Probably around the same age. As yeah, well. that's literally I think they modeled it after him. And I think yeah. that's why like they had to they said at some point they had to go back and do a lot of re-recording because by the time they were like recording the later stuff his voice had changed so they had to go back and re-record the earlier stuff yeah um so that was really cool. i wanted to hear his voice crackling in the game <laughs> you know small things like oh, dad or father when, when am i when, I, when am i gonna get muscles like you and he's like never <laughs> or a beard nah nah, <laughs> nah good night bro <laughs> that ain't gonna work out <laughs> but the um i also mimir Again, excellent tales all throughout the game. Did you hear the Did you hear the joke where Kratos laughed? Yeah, that was awesome. Oh, yeah. I love that moment between them, out. and I loved Mimir's like um, 
more dramatic monologues yeah. when he was talking about like Odin so in, or in stuff. In the first game, at least, as far as I remember, he never calls him Mimir. Calls him Head. He calls him Head. Yeah. yeah. So in the second game, he starts off by calling him Mimir. Or, and even in part, he says, you know, don't worry, brother, we got this type of thing. Or brother, you don't want to go down this path. It is the coolest. It is the coolest. Really, I love so that relationship between Mimir like and Kratos. Kratos as well. Um growing and not just him right we see freya being in grief of you know losing her son and then you know having to accept that like yes i was crazy for controlling him and putting this spell on him that he right. can't feel anything and then you know kind and he of, blamed her for it yeah he blamed her for it which ultimately got him killed so from several different aspects for sure i think the Sindri part was a little bit interesting um, because, you know, he definitely gets, like, super pissed off. And then even at the end, he's like, no more dwarves are going to die for your, your cause or, or some shit like that. Did you do the funeral? Both of you do the funeral? Mm, I did, yeah. When uh, the last line when he says the, the – he answers the riddle that he yeah. had asked that Brock had asked them. Uh, like, what earlier in the game, Brock asked. The more you take. Yeah, what, what gets bigger the more you take away. Yeah. And Mimir kept guessing and guessing, and he couldn't get what that riddle was. And at the end of the game, at the funeral, when Sindri does his, like, exit or whatever, Mimir realizes, and he's like, a hole. And then Kratos is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? And Mimir's like, what gets bigger, you know, yeah, the, the more you take away. And it's, it's kind of setting up Sindri as this, like, makeshift villain to atreus a spinoff game if it's something like that ever happens like he yeah, seems it's, like it's definitely odd because he is you know brock died once already yeah so and know, he, he brought him back back which i think because what he went to hell for his soul is, is that what i understood correctly? no he went to the uh, light of alfheim yeah he went to the light of alfheim so and then after that he got his like you know um ocd about like cleanliness and, yeah. and shit like that like whatever he happened lost part there. of his soul yeah he, he that's why Sindri is like always like so like weird about it yeah but at the same time that's like uh, i felt like that's gonna be another story yeah germaphobe germaphobe that's the word for it yeah um where it's like all right you know like being a dick about it at this point like but you know he did lose his brother again Absolutely. Brian, you like Brock very much, correct? I enjoy them. I enjoy both of them. I love oh, the... Uh, whatever he said. Yeah. Yeah. I can important. feel the weather changing. I feel it in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> I love like, the different rock. companion <laughs> missions, too. That was really cool that they did that. Basically, yeah, they had, like... Yeah. You got They're to do some missions with, with the dwarf. Did you play the first one? Uh, I have played through some of said game. <laughs> some. Some. <laughs> I, I will say they did a terrific job in choosing Odin and Thor as well as not your traditional Chris Hemsworth. No, yeah, like I was saying, it's. I think it was perfect who they cast overall for everybody. Everybody did like a terrific such great job. casting. Freya did a fantastic job, kind of at for. Can we talk for a second about the the huge like fake out that Freya was going to be the villain of the game? <laughs> like they had in all the marketing materials, it was like Freya fighting. Yeah, even Correct. in the trailer, the, the the original trailer is just like her ambushing. Kratos yeah, and yeah, it's on the sled. It's all like fighting, like Freya. There was a multiple shots of Freya like in action and stuff, but that was like big fake out. She like got on your side like fairly early on, but she did a marvelous job with that. Like at first, being so like, Distraught. you know, 
like not listening to anyone so stubborn like wants to kill them and then slowly by slowly like as a Kratos went and talked to her and then eventually Kratos went and t- Kr- Kratos Kratos went and talked to her and like <laughs> Chris ap- is actually Kratos confirmed <laughs> and uh like apologized to a certain extent he was like I shouldn't have taken that choice away from you and she she like did a fantastic job in like playing yeah. that out I feel like I mean either way if Balder killed her he would have killed him so I mean both of them dead so you know absolutely um so for the character development i want to talk a little bit about like atreus how he changes from like kind of the buddy that's tagging along with you that's shooting arrows to being like like i thought i thought he was more a a tool for the narrative in this game and i enjoyed that very much i enjoyed him like opposing kratos on most things and not just being like whiny in the background but having points and stuff and being able to like bring those up and but then when he left and went to Asgard the first time, I was like, eh, I don't know if I would have done that. That was, like, a better part of how Kratos was treating him, I feel like. Um, but I very much enjoyed that. Now, some differences between the first and the, er, the 2018 and the second game. Um, one of my biggest critiques of 2018 was the trolls. The trolls killed me. They were everywhere. I understand that they, like, weren't originally meant to be bosses and it was time and stuff. But I felt like in the... In Ragnarok, they really expanded on the boss design. There were so many different bosses. They all had unique mechanics. So many dragons in that one area in Vanaheim that you unlock like later. Yeah, that was. I spent a lot of time in that place. It's crazy. It's like, hey, here's another game in the middle of our game for you to kind of enjoy <laughs> for like five hours. Oh, you wanted dragons? We got you. Yeah, you wanted you wanted dragons, uh, but it was so sick. So many bosses, and that was like really my only critique. I thought the Everything was great in 2018, but the bosses were a little underwhelming. Uh, but I think they very much did indeed improve that in the new one with um, all, all of that. Yeah. I'm curious to see how it'll end with, you know, Atreus leaving to, I guess, find the other giants, question mark? is, is that? I is think that... that's that's kind of what, that, what like, I gathered from to, it. I need to do this, father. I, I really need to do this. Dude, that and mural then, on the back of the then, thing that so... showed Kratos as a god, that was so sick. With yeah, everyone so worshiping guess, him. As people worshiping him as, I guess, like the All-Father, if yeah. you know, compare it that way. But curious to see how that, like, rolls out, you know, if they do another game. Is it going to be just like in the past before Kratos got to, you know, you know, north from, from Greece? Or is it going to be a post-game where we don't know who the enemy is at this point? Right. Um, and, uh, Brian, you wanted to talk about uh, a little bit about the casting, right? Ryan Hurst? Yeah, it was, yeah I just think he's great. His voice is wonderful. Um, that was it. That's all. Just a quick hey, shout out for Ryan Hurst's uh, uh, voice. Yeah, shout out Ryan Hurst. He did awesome, man. I think uh, I think he did a great job. The um, he was so like broken. It felt especially when he was like toward the end of the game when he like turned on Odin. And he was like he's he's basically Kratos except Kratos killed Zeus and you know he never did that. He's basically Kratos before. Um, yeah, before Kratos rebelled against and killed Zeus, which it's just is that he never did. Yeah, yeah. Well, he tried to, but eh, then, yeah, he, yeah. then he lost. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought it was a good move that they chose to kill Thor, Thor by Odin's hand and not by Kratos's hand. Although it would have been like satisfying and stuff to to try to do it. Well, from the Asgardian side, if Kratos have would have done it then they would have been like okay you were just gonna he kill thor yeah the beloved son of odin yeah we're gonna do everything we have to come and kill you instead even though he was a dick yeah and he chose to like 
for forgive and move on instead, be better for their children, which I, I thought never necessarily was had, like, very very beef cool. with them. It was just yeah, you know, it was just Thor following orders the whole time, which was it was it was interesting. It was an interesting dynamic. I mean, he did kill his sons. He did kill his sons. He did, but it wasn't. That, he was pretty that, upset about that. that, that, that was Kratos <laughs> wasn't the one searching for them. No, this is true, yeah, but, so, I mean, to be fair, you've seen how expensive kids are these days? <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I last thing I want to say is mention some secrets for you, lads. So, secrets. Um, there were a lot of secrets in the game. Not a lot of secrets. There were a good bit of secrets. Uh, one of them was basically, as far as the, earlier I was talking about the differences between the, you know, when you charge up the axe and the blades and the spear and you were able to, do more powerful attacks with them by holding, I think it was a one and triangle. Triangle. Um, but there, if you put a enchantment or enhancement from each of the nine realms on your amulet, you actually get a secret buff called Buff of the Nine Realms that boosts that damage that you're doing with those special attacks. So you combine that with like the pommels that and the, mm-hmm. um, axe, the axe pommel and the blade grips and the whatever it's called for the uh, spear that realm shifts whenever you do that you put on the chest armor that gives you more damage when you attack enemies that are in the middle of attack and it was such a good build for no mercy you'd basically pop that everything would slow down you go and hit all the enemies the enemies huh you just start melting you just start melting and it doesn't matter the difficulty and it was uh it was a dope build now the other thing is you remember there are Around the area where you find the old Valkyrie Queen's um, tomb, not tomb, her, like, home, um, what was her name? Sigrid? Maybe. Whatever the old Valkyrie Queen was called that Mimir was in love with, you find her, like, home and uh, a storage area, something like that. Outside of those, there was a chest that you can get this artifact that was useless from. Uh, it said, like, you can't really tell a use for this artifact, but you were able to activate it. Was it the one with the statues? Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever go back and do the statues? Nope. Yeah, you got to do going that. going to. So, basically, you, you hit it and it makes this sonic noise, but it doesn't do any damage. It doesn't stun anything. So, I was like, huh, I'll wait on it. But I learned from Trent, one of our friends, that if you go stand in front of these different statues of trolls... Mm. you can ring that and it activates the trolls and you can fight them as like an ode to the how many trolls there were in the first game kind of like an easter egg so so that many many damn so damn many of them shit yeah <laughs> and there's a um there's also a dragon boss a secret dragon boss that you can activate i believe in uh, svartalfheim the, the dwarven lands um and you can go same same thing you go stand in front of the statue and you do it and it activates so that was dope I thought the um, the secret bosses were very very cool, but um, there was a another. I mean, the other two. I don't want to necessarily say secrets. One is a big secret that when you're you know going to find a ravens that you encounter Tyr at the very end, who's actually really locked up, but he just wasn't in the mines like they said. Yeah, he was just that is exactly shack. what I wanted to to mention. Did you do you ever yeah, find that was like the last like story yeah. part of it I've done? He's just so like, far. oh wait a minute. I'm not sure if you guys know this, because I like at the end of that quest. I mean, that's actually something I didn't like about the game. Tear felt a little cheap. It felt like he was used. Like you don't know Tear. You've never fought alongside Tear. Like it would have been nice if you actually got 
to know the real tier first, and then he was like switched in the middle or something. I see what you mean. Uh, or you got to know him at the end of the game, so you could have something to contrast against like Odin's I, fake tier. I will say that you know, going back to that when they were like, "Yeah, there was a crow in the closet the whole time," I was like, "All right, come on, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can Yeah, it's like, the, come on, we, but. You can't actually go find Tyr in all of the realms after you release him, and he'll have like additional. That's why I figured there would be some conversation. Yeah, just yeah. not not nothing too much, but just additional dialogue of him basically like catching up about what was going on and all that. But yeah, that's uh, all I have to say about God of War, gentlemen. Anything to add? I mean, one of my favorite moments is uh, as Atreus is getting to Asgard and climbing the wall. The wall. And I it's because I love that story in the mythology so much, uh, to where they the god the gods and goddesses build this uh they build Asgard and then they realize that they haven't protected it from the trolls or giants. So there's this master builder with this huge horse and he's like, Well, I'll build it and I'll build your wall. Uh but I want, you know, have Freya's hand in marriage. Yeah, and so they all go back and they debate around it, and they go, "Okay, but you got to do it in one winter." And so he's like, "All right, I'll get it done." Um, <laughs> Was he Mexican? All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it turns out he is a giant, and then so they call Thor back because I guess Thor was out doing something, and he comes back and just like smashes a skull or something like that. And so the it didn't get done, and Freya didn't get married to him. But I, I that story I was always like, man, that's a, a crazy wild story. And then climbing that wall, I was like. I love this. It was awesome. It yeah. was an awesome. I wish they didn't have combat in it. I just kind of wanted to climb and enjoy the climb and the view and stuff. Yeah, I would have been cool with that. If they would have eased up on the combat and just kind of let me enjoy that that climb, I would have really liked that. Absolutely. It's funny that you mentioned that because did you like? They kind of took that um, story from Norse mythology and twisted it a bit. What they said in Ragnarok, Mimir was telling the story that he asked for to be able to talk to Frey. He wanted to see her. He didn't necessarily want to ma- marry her, but he told her about the breach that Sindri ended up hitting with a thing that ended up breaking the wall and letting you into Asgard. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Loved it. Very cool. John Boy? No, I got nothing else. All right. Well, that wraps up our God of War special edition path segment for Woo! the week. Woo! Woo! Good stuff. Well, that is all, folks. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us rave about games for a bigly amount of time today. If you've enjoyed hanging out with us, please remember to leave a review on whatever podcast platform is your choice, as it immensely helps us with our discoverability on set platforms. If you want to hear us talk more, join us in two weeks. Episodes air Sundays at 8-ish. But we will see you then. This has been The Path to Platinum, signing out.